0: No Bull, powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris Crespin and Simone.
1: And welcome into to the Wednesday edition of Let's No Go! Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. Jordan Simone hyped up because it's his favorite day of the year. It is NBA Draft Day. That is right. Oh, the NBA Draft basketball guy here notorious nba expert jordan Simone. will give you a full breakdown later on in the program gentlemen how are we doing on a wednesday better than sean
2: tell you that why is that i'm wow. doing all right i'm living i just got my new <laughs> x endurance products that's why oh is that right yes ready to, i'm ready pumped. to break it out and i'm yes i'm gonna send them to you uh maybe today i'll send them over to you but why don't you just hang uh, on to it got there's, some there's... got some joint formula got nice. some protein got some uh, extreme
0: endurance i'm going to see you on but, uh, saturday so you can hang on to it because i'll see you on saturday to do the sun double radio network broadcast so how about that hang on to okay. it till then i'll pick it up for me this weekend but looking forward to it looking Perfect. forward to trying it out i'm I glad didn't... to be partnering up with the, some more folks that uh you know are putting yeah. out some good products so
2: i didn't know uh if if you were needing the products right now
0: if you were you know if you're grinding if you're getting on the peloton tonight <laughs> well, i could use them but I, I'll, I'll have patience i'll practice the patience and i'll, I'll pick it up for me on on uh, on there you saturday go. so
1: What's happening today, Schubert? Out there in D.C., you know, it's good. It, it, it's where a little cold now? out here. Yeah, so I'm in Maryland, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. It's it's like 50 degrees. That's... I woke up this morning. It was 32. I had to close the window. It's a little cold. Uh, there's some I'm rain in, every, in the forecast where, man. next week. Uh, I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to be back in the in the warm weather, uh, but I will not be back there until 2021. So uh, hopefully you guys save some of the warm weather for me. But here on a really? Wednesday, let's tell everybody what is in the lead on the program. This is the one they're talking about. Lots to catch everybody up on here at the top of the show, and we will start with the news that we learned. Yesterday, Cliff Kingsbury spoke to the media, said it wasn't looking good. We learned, I believe this morning, that Corey Peters defensive player for the Arizona Cardinals going to miss the remainder of the season with a knee injury gonna to have to get surgery going to miss the remainder of the season and Sean we'll just add to the list of injuries that this defensive li- defensive line the defensive unit as a whole for Vance Joseph has suffered this season just another challenge for this defense to overcome.
0: Yeah, and it feels like as soon as you, you're you starting to get healthy, you're getting guys off the COVID list as well, starting to feel good about it, then bam, you, you're hit again. So next man up in the NFL, Jordan Simone. I don't have to tell you about that. That's the mindset you have to have. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Arizona Cardinals so far have been able to weather the storm, You know, even when it comes to losing Chandler Joneses of the world and so forth. They've been able to win football games and figure it out. So not, not great. Again, not is not even a position that they have a lot of depth at so it's not great but you're uh the next man up man let's gotta move on got a game on Thursday yep
2: yeah, that's what championship teams do they uh, they can they can plug and play you know what you gotta feel so bad for Chandler Jones right now though how many years has this been a losing team and the year that you're NFC West leading it's been what uh since 2015 15 uh, 15? yep since they've been you know winning that division so yeah, it, what a bummer. But as he, as he said, got to gotta just next man up mentality. That's what championship teams do.
1: Mentioned it off the top, the NBA draft tonight. A lot of NBA trade rumors circling. And the biggest ones involve two guys that play for the Houston Rockets in James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Both guys uh, seemingly want out there in Houston. And according to a new report from Woj at ESPN, the Rockets are willing to get, quote, uncomfortable, end quote, in reference to to making a trade of James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Sean, how far do you think the Rockets are going to go to make everybody feel uncomfortable?
0: They should go as and, until they get the offer that they're looking for. Listen, the NBA, in my opinion, ha- teams give in a little bit too quickly in the NBA to superstars, right? I mean, it is a league where one guy's unhappiness, especially if it's a superstar of your team, can really derail things. I understand that. I get that. But if you're in the situation that the Rockets are in where you're almost starting to have to rebuild things, new head coach, new everything, uh, now's the year to play hardball, if you you want my honest opinion. Get what you can. Does anybody think that James Harden and Russell Westbrook are going to be long-term pieces of this Rockets team? No. I don't think the Rockets front office does. But you know what can help that long-term? situation for the houston rockets assets that come from trading a mvp candidate in james harden so you don't just give them away for peanuts if you have to suck it up and take it into the season and you know wait until that 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 uh offer you're looking for is actually on the table so be it it let's get uncomfortable i'm not just gonna give in to an nba superstar just because he wants to be in brooklyn if brooklyn doesn't have the deal that i'm looking for if i'm the houston rockets sorry, James Harden, I'm not trading you. If the Knicks don't come at me with the deal I want for Russell Westbrook, sorry, Russell Westbrook, I'm not trading you. So, you know, it's it's not up to you. I know in the NBA it feels that way. It always feels like the players have the final say in the NBA, but ultimately they don't. Let's get uncomfortable, Rockets. I'm here for it. I could not agree more. Uh, even though
2: James Harden is a fellow Sun Devil brother, uh, look – you're on a contract, bro. You're, you're not getting out of it unless they, they're getting something in return uh, that, that's going to benefit their team long term. So uh, I would be really interested to see what the Nets are willing to give up. Do the Nets even have to trade for James Harden? I don't think they do. I think I think you, uh, you there's too many cooks in the kitchen with James Harden, with Kyrie, with KD. You keep KD, Kyrie, and add support around them. Look what LeBron and AD were able to do this year in L.A., getting a couple of support pieces they want a championship so i don't think you add another mega superstar a guy that needs to take 25 30 shots a game in james harden uh, i think it's just going to be too much so yeah I, I if you're if you're houston don't don't just give them up for for peanuts exactly no, it's we said, not
0: so. even like they're expiring contracts like they both have two more years on their current deals with houston like yeah get what you should when you trade a superstar, let's get uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Hate to tell you, Harden to Westbrook, it's going to be uncomfortable. And the Rockets are making the right decision if they do
1: go down that road. I think they should. It is the biggest story in the NBA right now. One to keep an eye on here with the draft tonight and then the, the days after to see if uh, if the Rockets do ultimately cave and find that deal. Um, even if it's not the perfect deal, do they ultimately move these guys? Time will tell uh, the Chiefs gentlemen they keep on adding talent and they add in the form of a defensive back cornerback DeAndre Baker signed to their practice squad and for those of you who may be unfamiliar with this story DeAndre Baker the first round pick of the New York Giants over the summer uh, was was charged with a, um, a I believe it was a, a robbery charge aggravated assault there were a bunch of charges four counts in total Uh, He was placed on the commissioner's exemplist. The Giants ultimately waive him in September. And then we learned this week, uh, those charges were dropped. And the attorney that was representing the people accusing DeAndre Baker of these crimes, uh, extortion is what is being uh, accused of him. So DeAndre Baker... Not gonna, not going to uh, have to deal with this in the legal system. Back, free to play football, and he signs with the Kansas City Chiefs on the practice squad. And Sean, from the Chiefs' perspective, they had a very talented player, and for DeAndre Baker, uh, excited for him to get a second chance when uh, his career was kind of ripped away from him over the summer.
0: Yeah, when you get you get accused of something, you get charged with something, and they they go ahead and you know you take your livelihood away from you and. That's a whole other discussion to get into on whether or not that was correct or incorrect and in the way it was handled. But um, you're you're glad to see him once the once it gets it goes through the process and you find out that it was false allegations and so forth. That yeah, he's able to get back on his feet, and so the Kansas City Chiefs are giving him that opportunity and good for good for DeAndre Baker. Right now he's on the practice squad, but the the guy can play. Don't be shocked when you see him on the fifty-three here in a few weeks.
2: Yeah, once he gets back in football shape and, and and gets ready to rock, learns that defense a little bit, they won't throw him in, you know, right away because it might just be too much. But what a bummer for, for this young man, DeAndre Baker, who's, you know, basically found not guilty um, to have to go through all of that, you know, what should have been the best moment of his life starting up in the NFL. He's worked so hard for it, so you feel for him. And I just hope that the people that accused him of this, uh, I hope that there is a penalty placed on them. You talk about extortion for the lawyer, the uh, you know even the people that um, you know might have might have testified against him. So tough situation, but I'm glad that he's back on. Look, the Chiefs got a hell of a bargain here in a first round draft pick uh, coming in on their practice squad. So that's that's they've got to be excited about that.
1: Yeah, and Jordan, I think your point is super important to note uh, that he's only on the practice squad probably because he needs to get back into football shape and needs to learn the playbook. Yeah. Talent-wise, he's deserving of a spot on their 53-man roster. It's just he needs time uh, to kind of learn what they're going to ask of him there in Kansas City. Hey, Gentlemen, And, and go ahead. What about for DeAndre
2: Baker, too? Couldn't have landed in a better spot, right? right? I mean, you could have gone yeah. to the damn Jets, uh, and, and you go to the Chiefs, who are probably going to win another Super Bowl.
1: Sorry to throw yeah, the jets puts him out so, there she, but. No, no, that's okay. They, we deserve it. And it puts him in a great spot to kind of revitalize his career. If he plays well, I guarantee you there's gonna be plenty of teams that are gonna to want to sign him here in the offseason. Sean, give me the give me the give oh, me the timer. No. All right. Give me the music. Hang on, gotta, and everybody gotta, get, get out of the way. Right, let me find your music. Everybody for you. out of the way. Thank you very much. The 60 seconds of baseball has begun. And a pretty big story in baseball as the guy who was the architect of the Red Sox winning a championship, breaking that curse. The guy who was the architect behind the Chicago Cubs winning a world championship and breaking that curse. Theo Epstein steps down as the president of baseball operations. And this is a guy, like I said the architect of two of the of the story franchises in this game who hadn't won championships in a really long time. He's been known as the curse breaker where he goes, he can build franchises he can put stuff together to win. He's done it in two places. He was going to be done at the end of this year with his contract, and he thought he was going to step away. Decided to step away a little bit earlier. Jed Hoyer is now going to be elevated to the president of baseball ops. He's going to need to find a new general manager. And who knows what the next path for Theo Epstein is. Some people thought he might go to the Mets or the Phillies. It appears he's going to take a year off in baseball. And whatever job he wants, he's going to be able to get in the future. Clock there is you broken. have it. 60 seconds of baseball here on a wednesday and that is what we have for you in the lead on the program today coming up next it is jordan Simone's favorite day of the year the nba draft is tonight what should the phoenix suns do with the number 10 overall pick we'll get into that and the latest rumors surrounding the nba next here on noble with chris crespin and Simone.
2: i gotta tell you about our friends over at Earnhardt auto center since 1951 nobody has taken better care of their customers when it comes to the car buying experience look i know you're sitting at home right now on the verge of potentially another lockdown and you're going man i really wanted to go in and i wanted to test drive a couple cars uh you know my lease may be up go to Earnhardt go to noble.com click the express option they will literally bring you a car to your front door for you to test drive all around the valley. You can get in there, feel it out, you know, check the interior. You know, every time I get a car, I got to go in there. I got to I got to feel out the interior, man. I got to get in there. I got to play with the audio system. You can do that. Go to NoBull.com. Um, and since 1951, 1951. Think about that. I'm not a math guy. That's over, you know, 70 years of service. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm almost I'm, I, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Um, go to NoBull.com, click that express option. NoBull.com. That ain't no bull.
1: NBA draft tonight, gentlemen. It's very weird to say that. On November 18th, the NBA draft is taking place tonight. Futures will be made. Minnesota Timberwolves on the clock. They have the number one overall pick. It started at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. And I think the logical place to start is with the team here in town. That, hang, that held on to their number 10 overall pick, did not include it in a CP3 trade, opted instead to throw a future first-round draft pick in the deal, meaning that there's probably uh, a good likelihood that they're going to use that pick on a player that they like there at number 10 to help build to this roster. And Sean, I, I guess where I want to start with this conversation, there's tons of news and NBA notes that we can get into here over the course of the segment but the Suns sit here with the number 10 overall pick, and they've done something here you know, on Monday that they hadn't done in a long time. They kind of put the chips somewhat into the middle, and they said, okay, we're, gonna, we're making that push. We're making that playoff push. We're going to put a team together that we think can compete for that seven or eight seed. Some people think they can compete for a top five spot in the West just because of the addition of Chris Paul. And so we sit here on draft day wondering, is there a need that this team needs to fill? Is there an exact position that we want them to fill, or is it just... BPA best player available. You see how the board comes to you. You take the best talent on the board, and you just go from there. So, Sean, as we sit here a couple hours away from draft day, what do you what do you think they're going to do? What do you want them to do?
0: Uh, you know, I have no idea. It's all you just said. It's it's in this year because it's not particularly that deep of an NBA draft. And who knows if we look back on it in a couple of years, you, you, sometimes you you think that and you look back and you go, oh, it's actually a pretty talented draft. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But sitting here right now, it doesn't look like it's a deep draft. So you're going to have to look how the board breaks to you. If there's a position of need for this team, I look at a, a big forward. you got plenty of wings on this roster, right? But a power forward would be ideal. I just don't think that player is going to be there at 10. There's not a lot of you know a bigs in this particular draft that are going to be somebody you have to go out and get so best player available now I know people are are asking do the Suns look to shop it no it's their only pick if they were going to shop it it was going to go with uh, it'd be an OKC right now (laughs) more than likely if the Suns were going to shop this particular pick so what I want to see them do best player available it's it's really uh, you trust your big board right trust it you're going to have to uh, that's really all you can do at number 10 this year not particularly that deep of a draft but if I have to pick one spot I hope they're able to address it'd be a big it'd be a power forward yeah, I, I, when I look at it, I think you know strong forward, power forward,
2: and being the resident basketball guy here, I know everything there is to know about Phoenix Suns dating mm-hmm. back to the early '60s uh, when I became a fan. Uh, but it, but you look at the, at all the projections, and Sadiq Bey is a guy who who uh, who keeps popping up for the tenth overall pick. He's 6'8", 216. He's forty five percent from three uh, out of Villanova. Villanova very well coached team, and so anytime you, I feel like seeing a Villanova guy. Uh, they, they transition really well to the NBA similar to how ASU football players transition to the NFL because of that coaching staff and uh you know that that might not be true but it will be true one day uh but yeah I'd like to see him draft a, a guy that can that can knock down some threes and you got you know obviously chris Paul coming in who can who can score uh you know and then development of DeAndre and so you add a guy who who's big who can shoot play some good defense out of Villanova I, I think that's where they go
1: uh, Sean, you you know uh, that my love affair with the NBA draft is strong, right? I, I love picking prospects that I think are you know undervalued by certain teams and and that should be drafted pretty high. Um, do I need to revisit the Luka Doncic argument that I've made, you know, day in and day out over the last you know three or four years? There are two guys that I think I don't know if they're going to get to the Suns, but I would like them to to take if they were there. And I'll just throw the two names out there: Tyrese Halliburton, point guard out of Iowa State, a guy who's This is going to make Sean's head explode. The analytics, the efficiency numbers on Tyrese Halliburton are absolutely uh, incredible. Just a guy who's extremely efficient, can really learn under CP3, I think would be a nice young piece uh to have on the team and i'm going with an international player sean you know me love me some international players uh, Guys, see one Abijah. highlight on you
0: he sees one highlight on youtube and he falls in love it's with these a international take. players it's a bad take right, you, you know how much table Luka at i watch mm-hmm. so
1: that's just a bad take by you a uh, denny avija whose name i've absolutely butchered every time i pronounced it is another player that i think should be on the list but i don't know if either of these guys get to the suns uh at 10. i, I really don't a lot of mock drafts have those guys going higher you would need the board to kind of fall your way uh, in order to get them now I want to go here with this because we're mentioning all these names and these are names that maybe people listening to the show haven't necessarily heard there's not a lot of buzz around the NBA draft and I think Sean you brought this up in the pre show meeting I think it's such a great point. It probably has a lot to do with the fact that we didn't get to see March Madness. We didn't get to watch a lot of these players like an Anthony Edwards, like a James Wiseman who ultimately didn't play uh, because of some you know NCAA issues. but we didn't get to watch these guys play in these high pressure moments in March leading into the draft in the middle of the summer. So these names aren't fresh uh, you know in the in the front of our minds, right? We have to think back, oh yeah, I remember Anthony Edwards playing that one game that I saw him play at Georgia eight months ago right Right. there's just it's not there's not buzz around it because it's been so long and football's going on right now. There's a lot of other things going on.
0: How did he do against
1: ASU? I I, I forgot. Uh, I I was at that game. Did not play particularly. (laughs) Uh,
0: But listen, no, you're not wrong. I think there's two things, right? You just mentioned it. Normally, we get the NBA draft in June. So everybody who's not a diehard baseball guy dialed into the first two months of the baseball season, you're interested in the NBA draft. It gives you something else to talk about, something else to dive into, put your thoughts into, get some opinions on it. Uh, Well, we're in November. We're in the heart of NFL playoff push now, so it's getting and pushed down the, the topic, the headlines you know in, in, in the national media. And I do think there's there's what uh, well, you mentioned Schubert that we talked about in the pre-show meeting has a lot to do with it where uh, America doesn't watch college basketball. In in its grand scale, like they do college football, you dial into your team, right? Maybe your conference. You want you know who the the big names are from your school and your program and around your program within your conference for the most part. And then the entire country comes together to take a look at college basketball when it comes to the NCAA tournament. you, You you see a guy in the NBA draft. You're like, oh, he hit that big shot that helped me out of my bracket. I remember him. You know, that, that's not there right now. So I think there's very little intrigue with this particular draft because of what we mentioned a few minutes ago. It's not that deep of a draft. Not a lot of huge names coming out. There's no Zions of the world, right, uh, in, in this particular draft. So there's not a lot of buzz, and I think it's for a handful of reasons. It's not a deep draft. It's November, not June, and we didn't get the NCAA tournament, so the casual basketball fan hasn't been exposed to a lot of these, these names that we're going to see drafted tonight.
1: Yeah, and I I just think, again, the timing of this is just – kind of it's deflated the balloon right I mean there's just no air in the room when it comes to the NBA draft this is virtual just like the NFL draft was so it doesn't have that the the pop and circumstance of the guy sitting at the tables and and we knew that right we knew that that's what it was going to be but you just add all of it up and it just leads you to this point where you're sitting here and you're like oh yeah the NBA draft is tonight when we would never say that about the NFL draft even if they lose
0: it feels one step ahead of Major League Baseball's draft Similar slander. to an NHL draft this year in terms of buzz, is that fair?
1: with these other I, I just fair. don't like you slandering baseball. But I just think you're it's fair. right. I, I, yeah. you know? I, I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think there, there's just a lack of buzz, and I don't think there's not a there's not a player in the draft that can overcome that. Right? Like if this was if this was Zion's draft, I think that would overcome it. Right? Yeah. If are just that player doesn't exist in no. this draft, and that's why now there's a lot of news and rumors floating around here around this time of year in the NBA. And one of the things we've learned is how this NBA schedule is going to get pieced together this season and how, for this year, we're getting a play-in tournament. We're getting a modified play-in bracket with the seeds 7 through 10, and, Sean, you kind of did a little bit of a deep dive into how this is going to be structured. I believe the NBA is releasing the schedule in two parts. They are, uh, which to is kind smart. of give themselves wiggle room yep. to make adjustments if need be. Uh, but you kind of broke this down of how this is going to look and how the playing tournament will ultimately yeah. uh, shape up.
0: I think, again, it's the NBA being proactive, guys. Uh, they, we already knew mm-hmm. that they were going to have a 72 game regular season schedule, but how they're going to do it is releasing, they're going to release the schedule in two halves. So they'll release the first half of the schedule, uh, and it'll run between December. December 22nd to March 4th. They're going to release that on the first of the month, so coming up December 1. But they won't release the second half of the schedule until they're well within the first half of the schedule already being played. So they can place games that may have had to need, you know, may have to have been canceled or moved or readjusted. They can replace those in the, into the second half schedule, which I think is a smart way to go about it instead of just releasing one schedule and then trying to figure it out. I think it's a smart way. It's very proactive by the NBA. But what has a lot of people, I think, excited, Schubert, is what you mentioned, this play-in tournament. And how it's going to work this year is, if you're in the top 10 of a conference, you got a chance. You have an opportunity. So, here's what they're going to do once the regular season concludes. The 7 and the 8 seed in each conference are going to play each other. The winner of that in the playoffs. the loser You're You're the 7 seed. Yes, you're the 7 seed. The loser of that 7 and 8 seed play-in game will then play the winner of a game that takes place between the 9 and the 10 seed. The winner of that moves on, the loser's out. So now you've got the loser of the 7 and 8 playing the winner of the 9 and 10. Winner of that slots in at the final playoff spot, the number 8, and then away we go. I think it's great. If you're a 7 or an 8 seed, you just got to win one of two and you're in. If you're a 9 or a 10 seed this year, if you can win back-to-back games against quasi playoff teams or teams that should be in, then you're in. So I think it's it's kind of an it's 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 a one-year trial. Again, if this is if there's ever a time to try things and these leagues are doing it, you saw what baseball's done and so forth, this is the year. But it's a one year trial of a play-in tournament that I think will bring quite a bit of intrigue if you're just in that tenth spot or even fighting for that tenth spot. It's gonna bring a lot of intrigue down the stretch. I like it.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's unique. I think it adds a appeal to getting into those, you know. I think when you look at this, teams if they fall outside of like the top nine or ten they very quickly will go into these tanking modes. right? They'll go into this, yeah, we're not really going to try. I wonder, Sean, now teams 11, 12, and 13, they're right there. They're right on the outside looking in. It might emphasize those teams, okay, maybe we'll make a small move with the deadline to maybe add a piece. Not not give up the future, but we'll make a small move to maybe make a run for one of those last spots because we know if we can win two games, we're in. Now, to tie this back in locally, you just made a trade for CP3. If you don't get in this year, to the top ten to be able to play in this format, I'm I'm done with you. You're out. You're not. I do not consider Low you a franchise. You just trade everybody, <laughs> relocate the team, get out. Okay. You <laughs> have to find a way to get <laughs> in to this at least playing tournament. You should probably be in regardless. How did I put it on our, on our on our prep doc? In, put read read what I put on our prep prep sheet so here you for have, our pregame you have, prep. If you can't get in this year. Take your ball and go home.
0: That's exactly right. If, <laughs> if, if you can't find a way to get yourself in the playoff portion of this minimum, just take your ball and go home, blow this whole damn thing up because it ain't worth it. Uh, th- but this is, I think this will be fun. It's a, it, listen, uh, the NBA, the NBA knows they have to be proactive and they are, and I really appreciate that. And if there's ever going to be a time to tinker with stuff, you saw baseball did it in their postseason. Some hit, some didn't. I like some, don't like others. Uh, This is the year to do it. Again, we're still embracing the weird. Unfortunately, another year into it, right, in the 2021 season for the NBA. So uh, I appreciate the fact that they're proactive with their schedule and the way they're going to be doing that, releasing it in in two sets that way you can you can have some more flexibility and then the play in tournaments a lot of fun it adds intrigue i think a lot of it to the, uh, to, the to the to the to the home stretch to the nba regular season
1: yeah, and I, again, you, you bring it up all the time trying to embrace the weird. I, I like how proactive some of these leagues are in trying different things and, and, and maybe changes that they would have been interested in doing in years past but felt pushed back on because of the unique situation that we find ourselves in. Everybody's a little bit more open to, to find new ways to, to generate revenue and have extra games. And when you're already cut down the schedule to 72 games, these extra playing games give you some extra TV dollars. So I love it. I love the, the ambitiousness. I love the eagerness, the proactiveness from the NBA. Again, Adam's Silver, uh, probably the best commissioner in sports uh, for this reason, because he's just so proactive with these types of ideas. Coming up next, it is a Thursday night football game for the Arizona Cardinals as they take on the Seattle Seahawks. The NFC West is hanging in the balance. We'll get into it next year on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But before we do that, gentlemen, we have to tell everybody about Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for, for your family jewels and we all have that story we all have that moment where we're grooming there below the waist and it just doesn't go well you get that little cut and it makes the rest of your day and probably the rest of your week uh, a little bit of a tough go sean shaking his head he knows what i'm talking about and that is why manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer the lawnmower 3.0 that i'm holding up here on the screen right now the third generation trimmer a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce those grooming accidents that i talked about Premium, top of the line, 90-minute battery life so you can take that longer shave. Sean mentions it all the time. I'll turn it on right now. The LED light, the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. There is no better way uh, to keep everything clean down there than the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Head over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code Noble. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping. Like I said, manscaped.com. Use the promo code Noble, and you will get 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Quick turnaround for the Arizona Cardinals coming off of that historic win. I'm calling it historic because people will remember the DeAndre Hopkins catch. And they have a quick turnaround to this Thursday night game against the Seattle Seahawks in the wild, wild NFC West. Just hanging up there in the balance for somebody to grab. And this game is up in Seattle, gentlemen, where, Sean, you mention all the time. Arizona's kind of got Seattle's number over the last couple of years. I believe they're 5-2 and two since 2013 up there in seattle where seattle just rolls over the rest of the nfc west and i think when you look at these two teams yes they sit with the same record in the nfc west but they're kind of trending in different directions you have a cardinal team that's kind of on the rise nationally people are having love affairs with kyler murray and deandre hopkins and i saw a a radio station nationally call kyler murray potentially the best dual threat quarterback ever there is a love affair going around with kyler murray and the arizona cardinals where on the other side of things a team with the same record a team that has struggled over the last couple of weeks people are wondering if this new let russ cook uh mindset that seattle has is kind of you know, stopping them from doing what they normally do and being as successful as they normally are. So, Sean, as you look at this game, the NFC West power structure kind of hangs in the balance. We see two teams kind of going in the opposite direction. Where does your your mind take you when you look at this game tomorrow night? uh in a lot of different directions
0: one of them being you know do did the arizona cardinals figure something out late in the fourth quarter and into overtime the last two times these teams got together and you're not wrong about russell wilson since that game right against the arizona cardinals uh if you include the cardinal loss they beat up on the 49ers they lost to the buffalo bills they lost to the rams in those losses russell wilson has five touchdowns and seven interceptions he is 11 he already has 10 interceptions on the year the most he's ever had in a season is 11. He's on a uh, for him a historic turnover stretch right now, uh, and a lot of that probably does have to do with the fact that they're leaning on him more than they ever have. Right? It's just inevitable if you're going to be throwing the football as much as he is, you're going to have the turnovers. You know, and I I crunched some numbers this morning when we were doing some prep uh, with Russell Wilson in terms of you know just how much they're leaning on him. He's on pace to throw the ball over 590 times this year. That's a ridiculously high number. To put it in perspective, the most he's ever had in his career before that is just over 550. Um, so they're leaning on him. They're letting him cook. Doesn't mean every dish is going to be, uh, you know, five star. Jordan, that's
1: that's the best analogy you've ever come up with. Man,
2: uh, I don't even know what I'm watching anymore when I turn on the Seattle Seahawks. It is uh, it's so uncharacteristic of Russell Wilson to be throwing as as many interceptions as he has uh and i i I do think a lot of it is because the defense has been historically god awful terrible add adjectives of terrible uh and you will find the seattle seahawks defense will show up uh, in that category i mean they are so bad that russell wilson has so much more pressure on himself to score 35 40 points a game that he's trying to do too much and i think uh i think that the Buffalo Bills loss was the eye opener for them. I think uh, you, then you play the Rams, uh, their defense actually looked a lot better, held them to 23 points. I thought Jared Goff was gonna throw for 500 yards. Uh, he didn't, but Russell just was not taking what the defense was given him. I mean, he has a wide open running lane to the right and he tries to force one over to the left in the end zone gets picked. It's just not the the Russell Wilson that I've, uh, uh, that I've been watching for the last several years. And I think, uh, you know, the pressure has gotten to him. Having said that, I think you see the resurgence of Russell Wilson's MVP caliber year on Thursday night versus the Cardinals. The Cardinals did a great job of exposing the weaknesses of Russell Wilson, sending a lot of different pressure, sending Buda Baker off the edge, acting like Buddha was coming or acting like somebody's coming and backing off, you know, showing double A gaps and backing off. It caused him a lot of issues. It caused him a lot of problems. And what have teams done since they've gave him that same look blitz different blitz packages, keep him uncomfortable, not giving him a lot of time to sit back and carve up zones. They're playing a lot of man coverage. Uh, and so I, I think you see Russell Wilson get back to to what has made him great and just taking what the uh, what the defense has given him. Uh, and if the defense can can, you know, do the kind of the same thing to Kyler, uh, try to try to, you know, get the ball out of his hands quickly, then it should be good. But I think the Seahawks will win this game. I think they've played terrible the last couple weeks. They're due for a big game.
0: Well, you have a short week. Cardinals are banged up a little bit. Coming off a physical game against the Bills, short week, having to travel. It's not easy. So you do have that in your favor. I'll tell you this when it comes to Russell Wilson and the struggles that we've seen. And and curious to get your opinion on it, Jordan. Um, They've ran the football as a team 215 times this year, right? They've ran the football as a team 215 times. 45 of those are from Russell Wilson. What what I'm getting at is I feel like they've made themselves one dimensional this year, and early Wait, in the what? year, and early in the year it was it was hitting right. Russ was able to carry yeah. it. Russ was able to do it. It was hitting. But you you mentioned a second ago that the Cardinals were able to expose some things, send some different blitz packages. It's a lot. I'm I have a lot. I can send different packages as as a defensive coordinator if I know what you're doing. And if I can play yeah. the odds that you're going to throw the football, that Russell Wilson's going to drop back, I can. I, I have a better idea of what I can and cannot do as a defensive coordinator. I almost feel like they've made themselves very one-dimensional this year by quote-unquote, it's a great t-shirt, let Russ cook, but I don't know if it's necessarily the best idea for this football team. And I get it, Carson's been hurt, uh, but you got you can't be so one-dimensional as a football team. And it's not because they're trailing all the time. They're not that team. It's just who they want to be right now offensively. They're very one-dimensional. I you just mentioned it. Chris Carson has been hurt. He's
2: been hurt since the Cardinals game. Uh, and they have not looked the same in their run game since. They've had they've been able to to have some some young guys come in, DJ Dallas, the rookie out of Miami's come in, but it's just not the same. I mean, it's not the same when it comes to pass pro. Uh, you know, understanding when Russell needs him as a check down out of the backfield, they are a different offense with Chris Carson on the team. But Chris Carson's thing is he can't stay healthy. He can't. And, and his contract's coming up, so you're not going to pay a guy that hasn't been able to, to get through a full year of games. And uh, Chris is actually a dude that I came in with uh, rookie year in 2017. Such a good dude. But he's always had injury problems since he's been there. Uh, but but he, I, I believe he'll be back Thursday. Um, so they they will look like a different offense running the football, and not to mention their offensive coordinator has so much more
0: confidence in handing Chris Carson the ball. Well, and you're onto something there because if you go back to late in that game against the Arizona Cardinals when Carson was out, there was a couple of times that Dallas, the running back, uh, just completely the wrong way. whiffed on on pass protection, and it led to a, a sack. And then the the Buffalo game, Russell Wilson was sacked five times. And I'm trying to bring up as we speak right now, just to, to have the exact number in front of me, how many times he was sacked against the Rams uh, last week as well. So you, you might be onto something, you know, it uh, looks like it was six, six sacks. They gave up six sacks last week against the Rams and after being sacked five times against the bills. So, pass protection might be a big issue but wouldn't that be wouldn't that be a reason to try to find a way to establish a running game like to me there's a couple of things that as a play caller i'm going to do what i can to establish a running game one i can't pass protect right now that's for damn sure and two my defense can't stop anybody so if i can slow the tempo of this football game Mm -hmm. down that's also in my favor so you know there's a couple of things if i'm seattle i'm looking for a way to establish a running game and i understand carson's not there but finding any way i can do it whether that's you know, short passes, controlled passing game, more of a West Coast, true West Coast offense to just have those extended handoffs, if you will, in the short passing game. Anything to make it to where I don't have to have that liability of not being able to pass protect come into play uh, and a way to slow down the football game if I can. But they haven't been able to do it in the last... Three out of four games, the only win they have since losing to the Cardinals is against the San Francisco 49ers, and that was a beat-up football team that day as well. So two teams going in completely different directions right now. Cardinals are the gem of the National Football League, especially with the way they won that game this weekend. And everybody asking the question now, what the hell is going on with Seattle, Chris?
1: And I think these two things go hand in hand, right? I think because we're watching Seattle struggle, it is kind of helping propel this Kyler Murray Arizona argument up. Right, Because everybody's looking for that quarterback to challenge Patrick Mahomes for the MVP this year. Everybody's looking to see who's it going to be. We thought it was going to be Russ for a little bit. Russ has fallen off. Kyler has a couple of good games. We look at all the numbers, the 2,300 passing yards. He uh, you know, has 10 rushing touchdowns, 65% completion percentage. So everybody starts to propel him up because Russ has fallen down. So I think the two things go hand in hand. And we were excited a couple of weeks ago to watch these two quarterbacks lead their teams into battle. Battle a couple of weeks ago, we're even more excited now because both of these teams need a win because the NFC West, like we expected, has gotten very hotly contested. And you need to keep pace. And this is a divisional game. And the Cardinals don't want to lose any ground to the Rams or the Seahawks. They kind of already are sitting in first place due to the tiebreaker. They want to stay in that spot. So there's pressure on both sides. And, and I think this game really boils down to, and it's a conversation I think that we have every week on the show. As Kyler goes, this offense is going to go, right? If Kyler is making guys miss and is extending the plays like he did on the final play of the game to DeAndre Hopkins, they are going to be in every game. They're going to have a good chance to win. Now, can they do that on a consistent week in and week out basis? We're seeing up in Seattle that Russell Wilson, as good as he is, can't do that every week, right? You need a supporting cast. So, can the Cardinals get their supporting cast in line? Can they get Help from Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. Can the defense help up, help a little bit and make some stops? They're banged up. They have a lot of question marks there as well. But it's exciting, guys. I, 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 Thursday nights have been notoriously bad football for a lot of years. This year we've had some really good football games, and I think this one's another good one. This is going to be a great football game between two teams that are trying to battle it out for the, for, for the division, and that means it's going to be fun. Now, I don't know if the football is going to be ugly at times because it's a Thursday night game, but the stakes couldn't be higher for this football game, Sean. Couldn't be higher.
2: I wonder. I wonder uh, what the line is on this game. Be curious to hold on to that. I have no idea what that. it is. Easy, no easy, Jordan. I can't
0: give is. out free information. This guy trying here, okay? to cheat for the next segment with our well, Wednesday. He... The line is right going on.
1: He's trying to trying to get some free information here before we get to that portion. I see of what the you're So, that. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, you, you're on record. You're predicting a Seattle bounce back. Sean, I want to get a prediction on record for you since we won't be able to talk about this game again until Friday. Ah. Uh putting on the spot. Uh, I know.
0: Uh, no, Cardinals win close. I, I really Ooh. think that. I think the Cardinals you, you win. You went close. with the uh, elite Corso.
1: Close. Yeah. Not a little so lunch fast. Bet on it. Not, not so, so fast, fast my friend,
0: uh, a little, uh, little lunch action. I'll do a lunch bet. I just, man, Seattle right now, uh, defensively, they can't get out of their own way. And Arizona, they look good last week offensively in terms of yards per game, are able to go up and down the field. Now they, you know, I think they're sixth in scoring Arizona is overall. So, uh, but they're number one in terms of yards per game. They're able to get up and down the field. Like, I just, right now, I trust, Air- as crazy as this sounds, I trust Arizona a little bit more than I trust the, the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, Keep sleeping when, on them. When these two teams last left the football field, the Arizona Cardinals Keep sleeping. had found something defensively against this offense. So Keep I'm, sleeping. I'll take the Cardinals in a close one, man. Short week, banged up. You're going talking up about
2: Russell Wilson, yeah. the third. Yes. The guy is an MVP caliber quarterback. Not anymore. Bad weeks. You don't think he's going to go no. that the Cardinals aren't going to go up to Seattle and get carved up because they're going to send some weird blitzes at him? No. He's that dude is in the office earlier than he's ever been, working harder than he's ever been. He is a true pro. He's not down in the dumps about his performance. He's looking in the mirror and saying, "This is on me. I got to put in the work. I got to be better.
0: I got to take what the defense is getting me. I got the freaking Seahawks by at least a touchdown." Was he was he not doing that when wow. they were playing Buffalo and when they were playing the Rams? Did he? He's not trying do, to do too much. Did he not do he was everything trying to do you too just much. Said? He wasn't first one in, Back last to one basics. to leave. Hey,
2: the most humbling thing that can happen to you is to have bad games, and I'm glad it's happening right now and not
0: in the playoffs. Five touchdowns, seven interceptions in their three losses in the last
2: hey, four Hey, keep games. sleeping. You're going to wake up. You're going to wake up.
1: So it is official. The first ever, it took us 20 plus <laughs> episodes, the first ever No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Simone Lunchbet uh, has been made official. <laughs> Sean's got the Cardinals. Jordan has the Seahawks. We will monitor this, and Friday should be an interesting show. Well, Jordan tried to cheat, tried to get a little free information, but that means the line is right. is coming up next here on the program. That's next on No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Simone.
0: But Ironheart Auto Center's gentlemen, locally owned and operated since 1951. Earlier in the program, Jordan, you said, what, 70 years? Almost, just just shy of 70-year commitment that they've made from their family to yours. And right now, hop on Noble.com, the Noble Express tab. You heard Jordan mention it earlier. They're going to bring you a vehicle right to your home, right to your front door. You can test drive it for the day. You can finish that application online. They'll bring you the vehicle that you you, you, you come down to as the one you want to make yours for years to come. They'll bring it right to your front door once you're done buying the purchase. Uh, it is the 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 absolute easiest way to go through the vehicle buying process. It's a breeze. You can experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and low prices they can't beat from right there in the comfort of your own home. We mentioned it. It's a name you know you can trust, 69-year commitment from their family to yours, Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. That ain't no bull.
1: Well, Jordan, hopefully your math is a little better here for this portion of the program. The line is right, and Sean Creston's coming off of a, of a win last week. You guys Feeling are good. tied in the standoff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You guys are tied. Now, uh, this is terrible radio, but I, yeah. I need to check this. Sean, can, can you can you hear this? Yeah, I can. You heard that? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was making the sure the soundboard was working here because you're going to hearing a lot of that. More than like, hey, we're yeah, not I on know, radio, I, bro. Mm-hmm. A little delayed, no, but just, that's okay. Just making sure, I am making sure we can this all hear. This is a everything noble podcast. Here. Okay, so here we go, gentlemen. Now, uh, Jordan has asked for an investigation to be launched before today's game has even begun because earlier Sean in the pre-show knows the meeting, this is the note card, NBA, Russ Wilson. Meeting, I, but the problem is, in the pre-show meeting, you were like, "Oh, the Raiders—they're this—they're you know—you had an exact number, and it concerned me and Jordan." That game wasn't going to be included anyway because I don't like to put, you know, the teams that you guys are fans of in there. Yeah. But we're monitoring you, Sean. We are keeping an that's eye fine. on this that's for fine. you. I have a little more uh, integrity,
0: you, but that's okay. Since you integrity. asked
1: earlier, since you asked earlier, right now Seattle minus three is the line for the game on Thursday night. It opened Seattle minus five and a half. So that's where it's at. You asked for that a little bit earlier in the show. Wow. I figured I would give you that information. Gentlemen, game number one, the defending champion will go first, Sean Crespin. The Lions are oh, on tied. the road. We're
2: tied 2-2. This is the championship.
1: But he's the, the defending
0: champion from where. We Lions. actually have. Lions he's go the, on
1: the road. Okay. He, he won the, the battle, Panthers. not
0: the war. Lions, their, at the Panthers. Lions are at the Panthers. Gotcha. Uh, the Panthers. Uh, I'm going to. Ooh, this got to be a close game. Let's go. Um, <sighs> McCaffrey out again. Let's go. Lions minus one. Lions minus one.
1: Jordan. Jordan.
2: This is tough.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No McCaffrey, I think makes it makes it uh, Lions favored. I'm going to say Lions. Uh, I'm gonna say Lions minus three.
1: Okay, gentlemen. It's going to be a no dice from both of you. The Panthers are still favored in this football game. Panthers minus one and a half. So Garbage. I'm going to give nobody a point because you all guessed the wrong team. Game number two, <laughs> the Patriots go on the road to take on the Houston Texans. Jordan, you go first. All right,
2: Patriots at the Texans.
1: Patriots at the Texans. I'm gonna say, coming off a big win, big win against Baltimore.
2: Yes. Gosh, this is just feels like a pick 'em. I'm gonna say Patriots.
0: I'm gonna say pick 'em. I'm gonna say pick 'em. I'm gonna gonna go with the rare.
1: He's going with the rare pick em. This is a then bold strategy gonna, to do this. To win this
0: one, I just have to simply get the right team. Right, you know, the win, I'm going to go Patriots minus one just to make sure I got the right team here.
1: Sean Cressman, you're on the board. It is Patriots minus two and a half. There it is. I, Jordan, I'm going to listen. I give you credit for going bold and sticking with your guns, and yet you believed in something strong enough. But boy, was that a bad pick? By that's you. like pick uh, Sean and roulette. I mean, you, look like... at the look at the game though.
2: It's it's a shitty Patriots team versus a Houston Texans team that's, that's got a win. dynamic offense. They won in a torrential downpour. There was a monsoon going during that game. I it mean, you awful. could have marched out of two high school teams, God knows what would have happened.
1: All right, gentlemen, I think this one's going to be interesting. Sean, you get to go first for this one. The one New other. York Football Jets, coming off a of bye. Taking on Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh.
0: Chargers, uh, Chargers minus three and a half.
1: Chargers, minus Chargers minus three four and a half. Jordan Simone right back on the bandwagon. He saw he saw an opening and he took it. Gentlemen, it, you're it's both It's probably closer to both, five and a half or six. And you're both not even close. It's north of five and a half. This line opened Chargers wow. minus ten. It is now sitting Chargers minus eight and a half. Wow. Yeah,
2: the Jets are bad. Not surprised. I will take the, the Jets. Jets. The Jets are, Jets are very bad.
1: bad. The Jets are very bad. All right, gentlemen. The Green Bay Packers go on the road to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Jordan, you get to go first in this one. I don't know what the score is, or how many games we play. It's two, so It's Sean one Chris, one.
0: It's one one. Okay.
1: And you guys, the one game we threw out because you both got it wrong. Game four then.
2: Packers at Colts. Packers at
1: Colts. Yes. Battle of two points. All right. I'm gonna.
2: The dude, Philly Rivers has been throwing that sidearm biscuit. Like nobody's business, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say the Packers are favored here, but it's gotta be it's gotta be three.
1: So that's Packers minus three is Jordan Simoni's bad guess. number,
0: but it doesn't it has less to do with Philip Rivers, who against solid defenses has been hot. Their defense garbage, and more to do with their defense. You're right. So ah, uh, you said Packers minus three?
1: Yes, that's what Jordan's. Let's go guess. Said you
0: Packers are. minus two.
1: Yep. Okay. You're both wrong. The Colts are favored in this football wow. game. Colts minus two. It opened at Packers minus two and a half. This line oh. has moved all the way to Colts minus two. So through four games, everybody, it is one. Wow. So I one. had
0: it right, but all the all the money coming in has shifted the line to the other side. So yeah. I, I, it's garbage. Just saying. Really? We should go by the opening line. Really? Yeah. I I opening line. I win. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: The Cowboys on the road to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Look like, looks like Andy Dalton is going to be back in this one. Sean Crespin, I believe you go first in this game. Minnesota minus four and a half. Minnesota minus four and a half. Jordan Simone. Minnesota minus five. Shoot. Jordan Simone strikes once again. <laughs> Gets on the board. It is Minnesota minus seven for this oh, football man. game. It is the red rocket back. Um,
0: yeah, that's what he just said. Uh, it,
1: I, it, look, it looks like he is. We haven't got an official word, but it looks like he's going to be back for this game. All right, game number six. It is 2-1 Jordan. Sean needs this one bad. The Miami Dolphins <laughs> go on the road to take on the Denver Broncos. Oh, that Denver team. first. No,
0: that Denver team's in trouble. Go ahead. I'm up first? Yeah.
1: You're up first in this one, Yep. Yeah?
2: Look, the Miami Dolphins might be the story of the year in the NFL.
1: Three stepping
2: in. Over. I mean, their their defense has been really really impressive. They're very well coached. Tua is really smart with the football. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Need a pick, Jordan. Need a pick. They're going to Denver. They're going to Denver. I'm going to take Miami.
0: Miami minus five. Mm, that's the Ooh, exact number Miami I had in my head. Minus. Five, but now the, what does Sean do here? That is the exact number I had in my head. Let's go five and a half. I'm going to price his right his as ass. Let's go Miami minus it's five not and a half.
1: Yep. Yeah. It is yeah. lower than it's that. Probably. It is Miami minus three and a half, which means congratulations, Jordan. That Simone. does not mean that. What a mouth-back performance for you. I believe that. Hang on a second. It's up 3-1 with one game to go.
0: Yeah, for the hell of it, let's go to the last game. What's the last game? You, you want the last game? Yeah, All I do right. want. Falcons, I want the
1: game. Falcons at the Saints. Was the last game, on the schedule. hmm. Let's go,
0: Saints. Oh, no, Drew Brees, though, with the cracked ribs. Oh, let's, yeah, let's go. Foul, let's go, Saints minus one. Saints, mi-
2: the Falcons are going to the Saints.
1: The Falcons are going to New Orleans. Yes, I oh, hope Sean re- realizes the mistake. Uh, just
2: made Saints minus five.
0: Can't give. Oh, I, that's oh. nice. I like Jordan that. Simone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Simoni. Yeah. Jordan Simoni closes out on the on money. Drinks minus five. Take Whoop that, that Sean. Take that. that. You like that ass whooping? Great, Jordan Simoni. Well done. Well done. Wait about bounce. Sean's you know got can- a belly full of white dog shit. Now you're gonna lay on, this can we on. Him? A, can we get a <laughs> post game? Can we get a post game uh, interview for Jordan? How does it feel to get back into the winner's circle here? A uh, big performance. Hey, listen, you know, man, producer. we just,
2: yeah, yeah, we we put in the work all week, and it, it feels good to come out here and and uh, you know really show what these guys are. We've been working hard. We've been, uh, you know, we haven't been looking at lines like Sean has, and it just feels good to, uh, you know, to go home with this victory and and uh and and look forward to uh to next week we're gonna clean up some mistakes but overall I, I feel like the that we played well
0: I think he's Here's full of shit going. thank Chris. you very much <laughs>
1: <laughs> you would, is that <laughs> hey, now you want an
0: investigation yeah <laughs> he hits it on the no oh, come on that's how he's gonna finish it Hits hey, it on the nose just and let's
2: talk- go ahead you're doubting crab legs Jameis doesn't mean that I'm wrong
1: let's revisit what was that line with the Broncos real quick okay, so the so the Broncos I have to scroll down here it is uh Dolphins minus three and a half
0: they okay that offensive line in Denver couldn't stop the Raiders shitty pass rush they think they're going to do something against that Dolphins defense that has scored but
1: the Dolphins are favored
0: defensive about three points are you even
1: a Raiders fan three in Denver you gotta give them the customary three that's basically saying that if it was neutral field it's Dolphins minus six and a half which feels about right
0: I don't know. It's cold.
1: It's gonna be cold there in Denver. That matters.
0: That Denver team is hot garbage, man. Drew I Lock agree, is but- not it. That dude is not it. So yeah, have fun with that one. I'll take that. Might make its appearance on cashing in with Kresman this weekend because that line oh, course, is hot garbage. I'll tell you that much.
1: All right, well, congratulations to Jordan Simone getting back in the winner's circle. He leads, I believe, on the season 3-2 to two now in the line is right. Uh, so, Sean, you're going to have to come back next week and, and bring it because now Jordan's riding a big winning streak. Uh, that'll do it here for this show Feeling today good. on a Wednesday. You can always follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me at True Radio. You can follow Sean at SCrespin02. Follow Jordan at Jordan Simone 38. And, Jordan, what do the fine people that listen to this show have to do? Talk to to the show. You can do so, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can rate, subscribe to the show so when you know that it gets released. We'll be back on Friday, get you ready for a big football Friday. We'll have a full recap of the Cardinals-Seahawks Thursday night game, the results of this big lunch bet between Sean and Jordan, we will know on Friday. So everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. We will talk to you then.